2: I've survived the rap apocalypse to get to happy hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Listen, we had a lot of happy for the happy hour this week. Jamie Harrison, DNC yep. chair, yes. joins us for the happy hour podcast this week. I, I mean, this is big stuff. He's gonna come back, be a regular.
1: Uh, we've we, already got him booked for next month.
2: We got a lot of stuff to talk about, we right? We got it. We have it. It's a we're in a Biden boom, mother. Uh huh. Oh, I'm on the happy hour. Yeah. Same yes. yes. But I still kind of buried it because of the. Why am I talking like Leon Redbone? Uh, My point is, <laughs> no. we have a huge economic story to tell and yes. other stories to tell. And uh, uh, we we're getting our marching orders from Jamie Harrison, uh, who uh, has a good sense of humor, as it turns out, as well. Yeah, it's And there. AG from Mueller, she wrote, Alison Gill, to for the big announcement, <phone rings> bing, 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 <coughs> the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network joining forces with the uh, Mueller, she wrote, media empire. So we are all right, Glenn Kirshner, Frank Laguzzi, all of the sexy liberals on our podcast network were joining forces um, this is what you can do. Download all these podcasts. Give yeah. them all five stars. This is how we fight back and save democracy. It's uh, Avengers meets... Uh, X-Men. Right.
1: DC. There's some nerd shit that... Marvel Travis, meets DC. Right. It's that big.
2: All right. That's, well, Travis, it's some nerd I don't, objection to that, but okay.
3: The uncanny Avengers.
2: <laughs> Listen, wake up, people. We're, we have to save democracy. It's hanging by a thread. Happy, happy hour. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's com slash Wondery. Good morning, Chairman Jamie Harrison. We are so excited to <laughs> have morning, you. Good morning, Stephanie. <laughs> we're, we're just hoping you have no idea who I am. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Listen, um, I we have so much to. Well, let's get to the good news before we start terrifying you <laughs> about what, what all of, all of our listeners are terrified of. Um, but we, obviously, the indicators are un, kind of unbelievably good on the economy and everything else. Our job is about getting the message out, and I know you're a guy that has an action plan like we can't just i know you've seen all the stories about the unfair media coverage that is sort of provably the same approval ratings the same job numbers described as you know bad under biden good under trump so we know what we're up against right talk to us about how we message that we have created six million jobs on and on and on about where we are in the economy
1: well stephanie the big thing is in order to have a message, you got to have an umbrella for that message, right? And the umbrella that that we are painting here is that when Democrats get elected to office, we deliver. That's what that D stands for, deliver. We deliver for the American people. And what we have seen in the American Rescue Plan with the bipartisan infrastructure plan, with what we're seeing in the Build Back Better framework that is now past the House and going to the Senate uh, is – us taking, moving from words to action that we are delivering for the American people on things that they really care about. And then the next step is, it is making sure that people know how we have delivered and, and talk about the impact of delivering on these things that are so, so important and doing it through all types of mediums. I mean, one of the things, the goals I have is, you know over the course of the next month or so is to hit TV interviews in all 50 states. Uh, I want to go and, and make sure that people across the country understand and know what Joe Biden and Democrats in the House and Senate have done in order to improve their lives and in order to improve their communities uh, and how we have done that in less than a year. yeah in less well, than a year. And yeah that's really, really important.
2: Yeah, I mean it is nothing short of stunning, actually, the job created, mm-hmm. and as you said uh, on even on Twitter, that's a pretty good sales point. Your insulin costs $1,000 now. Democrats will cap it at $35. That $35. seems a pretty. Yeah. You, as you said, price tag on insulin has been too heavy for many ferries to carry. We must get the Build Back Better Act passed in the Senate, cap the cost at $35. That's easily understandable, isn't it? To ordinary well, it, people. Well, it is.
1: And, and Stephanie, let me give you another one. Uh, in this Build Back Better framework is a cap in terms of child care. It caps child care at 7% of income. What does that mean? That means if you're a single parent, making $36,000 a year. You say you pay $250 a week for childcare, which is $1,000 a month. $12,000 out of your $36,000, 12,000 of it goes towards childcare. This bill caps it at 7%, meaning that instead of paying $12,000 a year for childcare, you only pay $2,000 a year. That means that person is saving 10 grand a year. That's real money. Uh, and it's going to have a dramatic impact on the lives of so many families uh, and be able to help them to to provide more for their their families.
2: Now, it's our first time together, so I hate to do this to you, but I must inflict your dear, dear friend Mitch McConnell on you because he calls what you just said a toddler takeover of... Yeah, let him explain to you why this is bad. The Democrats are going to help you with your child care costs. Hang on, here we go. A
0: huge part of their bill would completely upend child care Mm -hmm. and pre-K as they exist for families all across our country. If you like your child care, you can keep your child care. Well, Mm -hmm. buckle up, parents. What could possibly go wrong? The Democrats have written their toddler takeover in ways that would turn families finances literally upside down.
2: I just is this opposite day? How is helping you with your childcare costs to a toddler take over whatever he just said?
1: Well, Stephanie, he's right. It will turn families finances upside down. So instead of spending $12,000 a year on childcare, you spend $2,000. I mean, that turns it upside down and actually helps people. You know, we just wrote we just
2: wrote the first ad. Insulin under right, Republicans a thousand dollars. Democrats it'll be thirty five dollars. Your child That's care, exactly right. right? Democrats deliver. See, we're we're working together, Chairman. There you go. I like this. There
1: you go. <laughs> but you said the Lord knows <laughs> I I would not go to Mitch McConnell for uh, he may scare our kids instead of uh, right. uh I, I wouldn't go to that man for anything in terms of <laughs> how to uh, how to keep and take care of my family
2: yeah well i mean you've said that you talked about the launch who's oh the purdue uh launch ad you said fear and fascism are all they have the gop is bankrupt of ideas to prove to improve lives um you also you said count it nearly six million jobs created in the first uh, 10 months of the biden administration how do you drive home that is more than the last three republican presidencies combined what the president has done in the last 10
1: months these are real things. And I think it's important for folks to understand that. But, you know, Stephanie, what we cannot ignore as Democrats is, you know, you know sometimes some of my, my colleagues love to, you know, they list all of the things that we have done, but really in the end of the day, it's not about the list of policies because policies are only a means to an end. It's about whether or not the impact those policies are having on folks. WE NEED TO MAKE SURE THAT NOT ONLY DID WE DELIVER ON THE POLICY SIDE, BUT THAT WE DELIVER PEACE OF MIND, THAT WE DELIVER SECURITY, THAT WE DELIVER PROTECTION, THAT WE DELIVER A SENSE FOR THE AMERICAN PEOPLE THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT, THINGS ARE GOING TO BE OKAY. YOU GOT REAL LEADERSHIP RIGHT NOW, AND WE ARE GOING TO WORK THROUGH ALL OF THE ISSUES AND PROBLEMS THAT WE ARE FACING, AND WE'RE GOING TO DO IT TOGETHER, yeah. AS OPPOSED TO WHAT WE HAD IN THE PAST. Well.
2: Look at the headlines this morning, Chairman. Key indicators hint the supply chain crisis is over. Inflation will cool off soon. Um, Oh, look, gas prices are coming down. I mean, my question, though, is how do you combat... The mainstream media that is provably, whether it's Dana Milbank or others that are writing and you know showing real time data of how, for whatever reason, the mainstream media seems to be invested. By the way, did you know the vice president uses a wired uh, earphones? Because that that seems like a, a
1: that was the most uh, yeah. I mean, threat to my family. It's just hilarious the 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 craziness that we are seeing in terms of how they're covering right. this president and vice president. Uh, it's almost like they want Donald Trump to come back when they were whining and screaming about how bad Donald Trump was. Yeah. Uh, they just can't help themselves.
2: So you are a walking example, I think, of, uh, you know, priorities in terms, because we have parents screaming at school board meetings, you know, just people trying to keep their kids safe, mass vaccinated, what have you, screaming about something that's not even happening, critical race theory, where Democrats are trying to, A, keep your kids alive, safe from COVID, and safe from guns, In schools, like which seem like real issues for real American families. Um, You are the son of a single teenage mom raised by your grandparents in South Carolina. Um, You know what it's like for a family to have to choose between paying the electric bill, putting food on the table. But thanks to a good public school education, I'm just reading your resume to you. The (laughs) love of his family and the support of uh, his community, Jamie was able to earn a scholarship to Yale and attend Georgetown Law. I mean, that seems that you are the walking example of what Democrats are talking about
1: aren't you? Well, it, that's exactly right. And, and you know, I'm a father to two kids that that we had in school and we had to educate virtually, right? You know, it, on so many of these issues, I want people to step back and understand that the Republican Party really is the party of fear and fascism. Yeah. That they're finding, they're trying to find ways and even create things to make you scared, scared to walk out of your, your yeah. door, scared to, to go to work, scared uh, to interact with your colleagues. If somebody looks different or sounds different or uh, behaves in a different fashion, the Republican Party wants you to be scared of them as mm-hmm. if they're going to take something from you or take something yeah. from your family. Yeah, I believe, and I think the Democratic Party believes, is that America is strong enough for all of us. Uh, that diversity uh, of our great nation is what defines us and what makes us the greatest nation on the face of this planet. Yeah. And so we have to celebrate that. We have to promote that. Um, and, and we got to do all that we can to make sure that everybody in this country gets to to live up to the opportunities that this great nation provides. And I, I, my life is a testament to that. I mean, yeah. Stephanie, I can tell you there were moments growing up in which we were so poor. Uh, where that, you know, there were days in which I would have to put water on my cereal because yeah. we couldn't afford a carton of milk. Or I had to dig in couch cushions looking for a quarter a nickel dime so my grandfather could get enough for a gallon of gas to go to work it back. Um, but in this nation, in this great nation of ours, a kid that grew up like that, whose grandfather had a fourth grade education and a grandmother, an eighth grade education, is now the chair of the Democratic National Committee or yeah. could run for the United States Senate. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what America's all about. Uh, and this party, the Democratic Party, is fighting to make sure that that is not just some anomaly, but it, it is it is how this country works. Yeah. Um, each and every so- day
2: chairman let's explore my daddy issues together for a minute (laughs) now i don't know if you know my dad was chairman of the republican party and ran with goldwater in 64 but also was a nuremberg prosecutor and so i'm hearing what you're saying about fascism that they are and we're not name calling Mm -hmm. they are openly parading you know in the streets calling themselves you know fascists, waving nazi flags i mean it's and as uh, Jennifer Rubin gave you some free advice, um, Democrats might consider closing up shop if they don't run ads in twenty twenty two featuring Matt Gates saying, "It's not going to be the days of Paul Ryan and Trey Gowdy. It's going to be the days of Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar and myself." That was Matt Gates.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, we we're going to have that on repeat, Stephanie. On repeat. If, if this clown show, we're going to make them the faces of the Republican Party, and they are. They are yeah. today's Republican Party. They are in the mainstream. Gates and uh, Lauren bobblehead bobbered and, and, uh, uh, Oh, good. You, you did know. the
2: name calling. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I, that was hard for Taylor. once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I normally have that clowns. for you.
2: I've got, I cover that.
1: I mean, They're a bunch of clowns. When yeah. you've got the guy who wants to be the next speaker of the house is the same guy who had to sort through Skittles or Starbursts in order to make sure the president got the pink ones that he really liked. Oh, and man. that's the guy who wants to be speaker of the house. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. We,
1: we can do better, um, and we will do
2: better. I, so I save this for the end of the interview, because I'm sure you've heard of the uh, Barton Gelman piece in The Atlantic. Trump's next coup has already begun. January 6th yep. was practiced. Donald Trump's GOP is much better positioned to subvert the next election. Um, I'm sure you've, you've read it, heard of it, right? Yes. I So, yep. Chairman, I would say that is the main concern of all of my listeners and, you know, a lot of us. Is the Democratic... Are they... Is the Democratic Party aware of the, 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 the urgency of the threat that we face and what Republicans are actually up to in terms of really not ever running a fair election again?
1: Well, Stephanie, each and every day I'm afraid of this. As a father of two, uh, raising these two black boys in South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I am well aware in each and every day I, I worry about the future that they will inherit. Um, And that's why that's what makes me fight as hard as I do um, to to protect voting rights, to fight back against this fascism that we're seeing, to make sure that we secure our democracy in each and every day. And I'm trying to my very best to make sure that the leaders in our party uh, understand the urgency of this situation. And I think particularly people of color who's, you know, who have not always enjoyed all of the rights of America, but now have those rights. Uh, THEY ARE PARTICULARLY CONCERNED AND VERY FEARFUL FOR A ROLLBACK OF THOSE those RIGHTS THAT PEOPLE FOUGHT SO HARD IN ORDER TO GARNER. Uh, AND SO, YOU KNOW, I, I TELL PEOPLE THAT uh, WE CAN'T SIT BACK AND REST ON OUR LAURELS AND THINK, OH, WE WON IN 2020 AND THINGS ARE GOING TO BE OKAY. THE FIGHT FOR DEMOCRACY is, is, IS STILL RIGHT HERE. AND IT'S PROBABLY EVEN uh, MORE URGENT THAN IT WAS IN 2020. Uh, what can, but, what do- but what are we do?
2: But what can we do? I mean, the fact that Mitch McConnell has engineered something where there can be a carve out <laughs> on the filibuster to not default on the United States, but but in a way that they hope will hurt Democrats and you know help Republicans, whatever it is. I mean, if we don't get a carve out for voting rights, I think people are concerned that we can't out organize. Voter suppression and gerrymandering and all of this. The, the Barton gellman article, as you know, is terrifying because I think part of it is what do we do about this, what they're doing in the legislatures to just give legislatures the power to, you know, appoint any electors they want, regardless of the will of the people? What can, well, hey, what are Democrats doing and what can we do? This, it just feels like we're not, uh, because they don't fight fair, let's just say this no, is cheating. No. they're trying to find out how do they how can they cheat? Well
1: that, that's that's part of the fascism, right? That, right. That's the way right. that's, that's the way that fascism works. Um, where, where you don't you don't follow the rules, you don't follow the law. you just bend the rules and the law towards uh, what you want and, and who you want to win. I mean, we got to get that legislation passed in in the United States Senate. And a hell of high water, we got to figure out a way to do so. I was just with the Congressional Black Caucus last week uh, talking to Joyce Beatty and working on strategy with them uh, to increase the pressure in the United States Senate to make a modification to the rule change. And even if it's not a full gutting of the filibuster, we need to do whatever rule change that is necessary to bring voting rights up. And I know that there's some senators uh, on our side that are, uh, you know, They said, well, this is how we get things done and la, la, la in the United States Senate. But if you are truly uh, a protector of democracy and want to protect democracy, then you get the damn bill on the floor and you pass it. Right, Um, because that is the only thing that we have at this point.
2: Well, this is the operative part real quick before we go that Barton Gellman writes in Atlantic. uh, Who or what will safeguard our constitutional order is not apparent today. It is not even apparent who will try. Democrats, big and small D, are not behaving as if they believe the threat is real. Some of them, including President Joe Biden, have taken passing rhetorical notice, but their attention wanders. They are making a grievous mistake. He quotes the professor uh, as saying the Democratic emergency is already here. Mm -hmm. Only a year ago, he was cautioning against hyperbole. Now he speaks matter-of-factly about the death of our body politic. We face a serious risk that American democracy, as we know it, will come to an end in 2024, but urgent action is not happening. What do we do about what they're doing in the legislatures, apart from Congress?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the problem that we have in, in the legislatures, Stephanie, is that we just don't have the numbers there in the legislatures. And the only thing that we can do in order to curtail that is either... Uh, uh, UP IN IT THROUGH THE COURTS, WHICH, uh, YOU KNOW, WE'RE WORKING WITH MARK ELIAS AND WHO'S OUR ATTORNEY AT THE DNC AND WITH A NUMBER OF OTHERS TO DO SO AND A NUMBER OF GROUPS TO DO THAT. OR WE HAVE TO CHANGE LEGISLATION ON THE FEDERAL LEVEL. THOSE ARE THE TWO AVENUES THAT WE HAVE IN ORDER TO STOP WHAT IS HAPPENING. NOW WE ALSO ARE GOING TO FOCUS ON TRYING TO RETAKE SOME OF THESE STATE HOUSES and uh, win some governor's races yeah. in the 2022 cycle. And that's why the cycle is also very important because if we can get it stalled in the courts um, or at least get it overturned in the courts and then retake some of these governor's mansions and uh, take over some yeah. of these legislatures, uh, then we can rewrite some of the things that are going on. I tell so my it's a, mul- it's a multi uh, uh, prong approach um, but we really in the short term, we got to figure out a way to get something done through the ninth season. Yep.
2: Call your, uh, your representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell my listeners every day that we are single issue voters and the issue is democracy. Um, yes. And what you can do for America, sir, would be to come on uh, Stephanie Miller. very regularly and uh, tell my forces what to do. Uh, and, and Honestly, this is a big thing for us because we were saying like I, I've never I've said for years, chairman, that I don't know why uh, Democrats don't get it, that the right wing has invested in media infrastructure for years and years. They have hundreds and hundreds of radio stations, etc. We have, you know, Steve. not many, but I have six million listeners <laughs> and right well, now. Stephanie, you're you're I, getting you're, can... you're getting out the, you know. The marching I orders. Think, so
1: I think one of the, the, the worst things that happened and that has really put us in this uh, situation is when the, the fairness doctrine went yes. away. Yes. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I'm a big proponent on, on reexamining that because I, I think you, yeah. you need to give equal equal voice to, to what's going on on the other side. And when you got OWN and FOX, which are an extension of the RNC, uh, it's hard for all, all of us to fight back, but we have to.
2: I just, our schedule just reads uh, Chairman Jamie Harrison uh, to be announced whenever whenever he wants. That's what it says. (laughs)
1: Well, well, why don't we do it every month? I I can come in every month uh, or every few weeks, and I would love to do so. Let's do it. Thank
2: thank you, sir. And thanks for your service to to the country. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. All right. Take care. Thank you. You too. There he goes. Chairman Jamie Harrison. Check us out. Fancy, right?
0: This episode is brought to you by Philo. Slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S To get 50% off your first month Allison Gill From Muller She Wrote podcast
2: Good morning, hello Good morning, Steph it's, Oh
3: my goodness It's
2: like Wonder Woman and Catwoman have finally I don't know, something, right? Travis, help me
3: <laughs> More like Black <laughs> yeah, Widow and Captain
2: awesome. Marvel Let's, go, let's yeah. go there Oh, which movie, which Yes here we go. One of you can be Deborah Winger, and one of you can be uh, Linda Carter. <laughs> so we obviously, I, I think I read your tweets almost every day okay. on the air. So we, and we've obviously been mutual fans of each other for a long time, and we realize we have all the same beloveds, right? We have all, all of our guests intersect. Glenn Kirshner. I just uh, I, um, read Re, uh, Renato Mariato's quote about what's happening with uh, January 6th, and so... Where's my butter commercial music? We have an exciting announcement first before we get to all the. (laughs) The Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is joining forces with the mighty MSW, your uh, podcast empire. So this is very exciting. Talk to us about this for a second.
3: Yeah. um, Back in March, I launched, um, uh, uh, you know, inspired by the work that you've done in your life. Um, uh, You know, uh, it's women in media. Yeah. And I launched um, the the independent MSW Media Network. I, I yeah. came out from under the the networks that I was on, and I started my own.
2: Yeah. And, you well, I mean, I've always loved your podcast, been on it. Uh, and, you know, you've obviously been on our show. But um, you came to us, too, with the idea of, you know, look, we have so many. And I think, you know, Allison, what we talk about every day, and I'm sure you've done it, too, what we just were saying about, you know, the mainstream media is just of no help with the both sides do it stuff and normalizing treason and all the things you've been talking about for years that, you know, we're joining forces because that's how you... Look, conservatives bought a zillion radio stations back a million years ago. So podcasting is the way we've been able to fight back, right? And we were just saying there is strength in numbers, whether it's for ad sales or joining forces or cross-promotion or all that stuff. So I'm just so happy we, you know, finally sort of it really is like superpowers combining because we are this is not hyperbole right to say we're one issue voters and the, vo- the issue is democracy are we going to have a democracy in 2022 and 24 right
3: yes and can they hire you for messaging to help them with messaging this <laughs> yeah, year but,
2: if they want fart chokes we, well. we've been trying to throw her at them for years and years and years and they won't take her Jamie Harrison didn't take her up on yeah. it yesterday listen <laughs> I have a travel fart machine I just want you to know look at this <laughs> Right? I don't even, I don't have to be bound to this studio. <laughs> Allison, all right, let, but let's talk about, all right, so that's very exciting. We're going to have, you know, both yep. be under each other's umbrella and it's very exciting and, they, and I think, I'm just, I'm biased, but I think we have, we know the smartest, funniest liberals in America uh, that are on both of our uh, networks that are now combined. So anyway, sexyliberal.com and how, where is your website?
3: Uh,
2: mswmedia.com. Yay! mswmedia.com. Hooray. Uh, superheroes together so we this broke right before you came on i i swear to god what i feel like is we're getting desensitized right by what has been normalized outright treason that we just go oh okay um mark meadows possessed an insane blueprint for the military seizing ballots after trump's 2020 defeat Um, One side explains how the National Guard in each state would be federalized to count only legitimate paper ballots. Meanwhile, U.S. Marshals would be tasked with providing a protective perimeter around the locations. Uh, A trusted lead lead counter would be appointed with authority from POTUS, Trump, to direct the actions of select federalized National Guard units, support from the DOJ, DHS, and other U.S. government agencies needed to complete a recount. (laughs) In all 50 states, other recommendations include declaring a national security emergency, all electronic voting, uh, would be declared invalid under the plan and NASA astronaut was slated to lead that task force oh my god <laughs> your thoughts um, <laughs> she's rubbing her face right. for those of you just listening <laughs> she's taken off her glasses and is rubbing her face
3: it's an accurate um, response it's for, like first of all this is entirely shocking we, ju- you know, we just got this document Steph and we've just been going through it and it's 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 terrifying. It's it's something out of like like a Schindler's List, but with the Three Stooges. So <laughs> you know that's Fair. why we
2: realized we had to work together Fair. because that right yes that is and I have that
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't believe we have any sound effects from Schindler's. Know, okay, Schindler's List theme song with the wise guys over it.
1: But
3: I mean, it but is somehow dark and terrifying, but with a yakety sax feel to it. Right, right. A military seizing ballots, and we know stuff that right before weeks before the election, you know, re- after the election, they he pulled out um, Esper and put in Christopher Miller, who wrote that memo, basically kneecapping any law enforcement reaction. We're learning now about uh, Charles Flynn and 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 General Piat from from that memo. That that said that they purposefully held up the DC National Guard deployment. It's, I mean, it's everything that we thought. But to see it in black and white, to see it like this, um, is 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 stunning. And I hope that people aren't desensitized to this. Um, But you know, I mean, we, we will see how how the committee and the department of justice respond to
2: this. Well, your tweets, you say the one six committee has gone out of its way to accommodate Meadows. As a former uh, chief of staff, he has a better, albeit non existence, claim to privilege. All of those concessions will likely allow the DOJ to indict him without fear. A conviction could be overturned on appeal. And you also said a judge is not going to look kindly on Meadows, skipping out on a subpoena over executive privilege, and then showing up on Fox news to talk about all the stuff he said was privileged. 50 bucks says the Fox appearance ends up as evidence. Um, and your your beans are usually correct, ma'am. Many of your oh, beans. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thank
3: you. And I mean, that's just evident from how many of his tweets showed up on the Mueller report or, or the, you know, the Senate uh, Select Senate yeah. Committee on Intelligence report on, on the on the Russia stuff. So it, it, it stands to reason.
2: Well, yeah, you said he just keeps blowing his up, his privilege argument by talking about that he claims is privileged. LOL. Um, yeah. You, it makes sense. You can't write it in a book and go on Fox News and talk about stuff that happened on the sixth, and then say, "Oh no, and it's you know, it's privilege." So, all right, and we know the you know lawsuit is bull. You know, it's just all about delay. It's all about trying to delay. I know, Ag, you frequently though sort of counsel people to stop talking about. You know what I mean? Just screaming about the January 6th committee or Merrick Garland or whatever it is. I mean, you obviously said the DOJ is the arbiter of criminal prosecution and they must prosecute the coup. So you agree. But what is your take on what is happening? Because obviously there's a lot happening. We're finding out that we don't know about. I mean, they're they're pretty much coming out and saying, yeah, we already have the stuff. We have the texts and the emails and the whatever. So there's a lot witnesses documents that we don't know about yet. Right.
3: Oh, hundred percent, and that's how as that's as it should be, you know. And, in <clears throat> U.S. v. Lind, Supreme Court, two thousand two, you you don't want to give the criminal defendants an advantage at trial by trying stuff in the media. It needs to stay behind closed doors, and and this has just been a long known DOJ policy anyway. You don't talk about ongoing investigations, and yeah, I'm trying to quell. CC, the- CC,
2: James Comey. Yeah, yeah. go ahead.
3: Uh-huh. <clears throat> Bill Barr, <clears> throat> throat> uh, Sherwin, Mike Sherwin, but you know, I'm trying to quell the. The institution bashing because I'm I'm constantly reminded of Timothy Snyder's book, Chapter of On Tyranny, Chapter Two, Defend Institutions. They they're the pillars of our democracy. And Trump did his best to tear down the Department of Justice by politically activating it and making it corrupt. I don't want to continue that that um, you know down that path. Uh, we need to strengthen the Department of Justice. But we also were very frustrated because it, the Department of Justice operates in secrecy and at a snail's pace. So,
2: yeah. but, you know, we did learn. But, but A.G., that we- I, I'm, I'm specifically curious your take, as I am every day, which is why I'm so excited we're <laughs> <laughs> working together. Because, don't I, Travis, I'm like, what does A.G. think about this? Because I, <laughs> ever so, that's how obviously I and many people got to know you was during Mueller. She wrote your the podcast you originally launched back in the Mueller days. What is your take on uh, it's like Trump is daring Merrick Garland to charge him with obstruction. He's like, oh, did you not hear me on Lester Holt? Let me say it again on Fox News. I fired Comey <laughs> to stop the Russia investigation. What? I don't understand how we just say, ah, that's okay. Ten counts of obstruction by a president is okay.
3: Well, that's one of the things that upsets me. We sacrificed a lot to get volume two of the Mueller report. Mueller sacrificed a lot by trying not to get fired. He didn't go after the money. He didn't subpoena Trump. He yeah. didn't ask follow-up questions to the written questions. We sacrificed all of that and saying that he committed the obstruction of justice coming right out and saying it. He didn't do that either, and he risked all that to get the obstruction of justice charges all teed up for criminal prosecutors to take action after, after Trump left office, and they're just sitting there, I think, collecting dust. They might be doing stuff like maybe bringing McGahn into a grand jury. They did have to wait until November 5th to get the U.S. attorney, Biden's appointed U.S. That's attorney in right. D.C., uh, because Howley and Cruz and, and the like have been stonewalling every single one of his appointments at the detriment of national security. So there might be some delay because of that. But, it, you know, just waiting for the new USAO doesn't preclude the Department of Justice from acting on these beautiful, fabulous, clean, yeah. delicious obstruction of justice charges.
2: Yeah. One of our mutual beloveds, uh, Harry Lippman, said um, this detail might be a big part of the explanation. Meadows produced some 6,000 emails, uh, including even some few, a few useful ones, but withheld his text messages. So the committee subpoenaed them from the service provider. That's when Meadows balked. It sounds like there's some great stuff in there, which is obviously a lot of some of these bombshells we're, we're hearing this morning. Um, but here's the thing. Kurt Bardella said, get your take on this, A.G. Democrats in Congress understand that Steve Bannon and Mark Meadows do not think you have the stomach for this fight. They think they can outfight and outlast you. They do not fear you. Invoke inherent contempt right now and arrest them. You need a show of force. Um, our One of our main beloveds, Glenn Kirshner, retweeted that and said yes. W- where are you on inherent contempt? I, I'm sort of on all of the above, every arrow in your quiver with what we're up against. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I'm with you, although uh, per the lead counsel in the second impeachment, first impeachment, one of the many impeachments, uh, Daniel <laughs> Goldsmith, Yes. do you remember him? Yes. Uh, he says, and he's shown, and Congress has, uh, the House has agreed, that in order to uh, invoke inherent contempt, there's currently no process, constitutional due process rules in place in the House to, to use inherent contempt. And they have inherent contempt power, but they have to have the due process rules in place. Ted Liu Another one of our friends has written the the resolution for for inherent contempt due process. But looking at it, it's only fines. So first of all, they would have to pass rules to use inherent contempt. And then we I don't even know that it would likely imprison anybody. So I I do want them to use inherent contempt, but they can't right now the way that it is. And I also have to say um, I have justice crushes on jamie raskin and adam schiff
2: yes me too
3: and they're brilliant absolutely brilliant prosecutors and lawyers and i i if they wanted to go with criminal contempt and not inherent contempt i have to sort of go with them and adam schiff just said last night hey it's not about when bannon goes to trial it's about the fact that he was indicted we, we sent a message with that, the Department of Justice, excuse me, sent yeah. a message with that indictment. That was the important part. Of course, the trial is important part, but who cares whether Bannon serves his 30 days in July or April? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he'll be right back out on the street doing his thing. It's We need to go after them criminally for their plot and their attempt to overthrow the government. This is just the contempt stuff.
2: Yeah. Speaking of justice crosses, jo- uh, Clint Kirshner and his giant gavel. <laughs> just saying I, I got to hold it <laughs> I beg your pardon you got to hold the Kushner's giant gavel I got like, to hold it in DC. You little minx. You little, we're about to have a girl fight. You, yeah, yeah we're, about to have, we're about to throw down. There's now, photos
3: of me holding Glenn Cursner's giant gavel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in every superhero movie, as you know, Travis, there's some you know there's some healthy competition. There's that part where they have a misunderstanding, yeah, right. They fight amongst themselves. Wonder Woman and Supergirl. Yeah. We have we're gonna have a little throwdown yeah. over the, it's all the, time. the Green it's, it's Lantern. Or yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> but this is what you said. I love this. You said on a scale of blind faith to total despair, most of us are somewhere in the middle. And it changes sometimes hourly, right?
3: It does. I, you know, I'll go, it, I'll slide up and down the scale. Uh, but like, for example, when I'm pretty close to blind faith when it comes to Raskin and Schiff. Yeah. Uh, I am somewhere closer to despair when it comes to Department of Justice. But we just found out last week. For months, Merrick Garland is at a grand jury impaneled and put Molly Gaston, the assistant U.S. attorney for yeah. D.C., in charge of politically charged cases, criminal investigations surrounding the attack on the Capitol. She'll be handling Meadows. She handled Bannon, and she's looking into Sidney Powell, the Kraken lawsuits and how they were funded. And she met with Charles yeah. Flynn, Mike Flynn, Patrick Byrne, Donald Trump. So they have to be part of this investigation. Yeah. And they've been doing that for... But whatever it is, he's been doing that for months and we didn't hear a peep. And so that ticked me a little bit back over to, yeah. to the side. Speaking of uh, Charles
2: Flynn, huh, who could have seen that plot twist coming yeah. that the brother of the insurrection guy, Michael Flynn, talking about overthrowing the government was, um, in fact, maybe a big liar about what happened on January 6th. I, it seems like we might need to hear from him.
3: Yeah, I think him and Piot, I tweeted months ago, like, keep your eyes out, keep your ears out for the name General Piot. This guy... Yeah, has has some things. One and, last and one last bean, one last
2: bean, please. Is uh, Louis DeJoy going to are we going to get a fired Louis DeJoy for Christmas?
3: Yeah, I think so. I'm still trying to verify whether or not Biden's two new picks to replace Bloom and the other guy um, uh, have been confirmed. I think they have. Their terms were up uh, yesterday, yeah. December 8th. Yeah. I don't know if by Christmas. Um, okay. You know, this is a government, y'all. Yeah. Boxing Day. It's government, you We'll y'all. take Boxing Day. Yeah.
2: All right. Um, Can I have my superhero music? Um, The Stephanie Miller, Alison Gill, Cinematic Universe has melded, in case you haven't heard. And when I'm on your show, of course, it'll be the Alison Gill, Stephanie Miller, Cinematic Universe. You will always get top billing. <laughs> yes. But the sexy liberal podcasters, and we, oh, Dana Goldberg is already hosting, is your fantastic co-host, our uh, weekly regular She's Dana Goldberg. She's
3: joining
1: us in, in- 10 minutes in 10
2: minutes yeah on the Daily Beans yeah, on the right. Daily Beans which is fantastic oh my god I, he- I heard I mean I knew of you from that and Muller she wrote yep. Um, well, I, uh, me uh, the ha- Stephanie Muller's Happy Hour Bob Seska Frangela Hal Sparks John Fugelsang, Kimberly Johnson we have a, a cinematic universe of that's shows right. yours you have uh, obviously the, the aforementioned Glenn Kirshner tell us who else on MSW
3: Oh, uh Renato Mariotti. Uh, I just want to name all your shows now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Anyway, they are all uh, under the same umbrella yeah. now and uh and please, 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 this is how we fight back. Mm-hmm. Download all of these podcasts. This is what oh, keeps Bureau. us all yeah.
3: Frank Fogluzzi, our, That's right. uh, our yeah frank laguzzi um, yes Kirshner. yeah yes we've got a great lineup. download yeah.
2: all of them right give them all five stars yeah. if we join forces that helps our ad sales it helps us keep all these amazing voices out there uh including uh, allison yep. gill and her fantastic universe msmedia.com and sexyliberal.com
1: msw.com at mswmedia.com and, and, SexyLiberal.com. and
2: sexyliberal.com okay uh, yes. we love you Jallison. we'll see i'm gonna see you regularly i hope Okay. Oh, huh.
3: absolutely. I'm going to be in, in Los Angeles a lot. So I will be oh, okay. in Yay. studio next
2: time. We'll make okay. it All right. Love you, honey. There she goes. Patriot. Yep.